Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by Free Comic Shop. Orlando's number one comic shop at their destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Hubba hubba hubba, money, 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 who do you trust? <laughs> Welcome to Nerdy Show, the geeky podcast where we celebrate every facet of nerddom. I'm ruining my own intro. Hi, I'm Cap. Hey, I'm Doug. I'm Boar. And uh, Tony's at home washing his tights. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's Batman quote. Come on, man. I, I started with a Batman quote. Jack Nicholson's Joker. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's a whole thing. You missed out. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> <laughs> On this episode, we will not be referencing the 1989 Batman film anymore. Perhaps he's wondering why you'd quote that film before starting the show. <laughs> Have Me you too. ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Too late. Oh, I'm in on <laughs> it. Oh, damn it. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's what I opened all That's my shows with. That's the only thing with. I remember. I just like the sound. Of it. I just like the sound. <laughs> you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. <laughs> Uh, this town needs an enema. <laughs> this podcast needs an enema. <laughs> Which could be the show's title if we don't come up with anything better. <laughs> sure. What? And it'll keep with the theme of last week. Because we everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you mean uh, last week wherein uh, Doug, box? Tony, and I uh, stalled for time or fart box? Oh, fart box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically oblivious to the every other Anything week that you're not involved that I'm with. not on. <laughs> Completely oblivious. Oh, you're missing out, man. Doug talked about a dream with space crabs. It was the best. Space yeah, crabs. It was, it was spoopy. I talked about phantasm. It's choice material. Also spoopy. <laughs> so um, in this episode, we're going to talk about the, the latest nerd shit that's been going on in our worlds and uh, some if other we have stuff. time. If we have time. Oh, boy, what else you got, Boar? I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes we get off into tangents. and That is true. Mm-hmm. Mm, that is true. So uh, what have you been doing, Boar? Well, um, not too much that's that's super interesting. So I'm going to go into the not very interesting stuff. Oh, oh, please, <laughs> please do tell. <laughs> so I've got these uh, these these Bluetooth uh, earbuds. They're independently powered, and you know they connect up to your phone separately, right? And uh-huh. recently, they've got their own little charging cradle that uh, that keeps them charged, and and it's like a little you tuck them in. It's at like night. a little vault that has a battery in it. Okay, so you could you know take it with you and stuff and. And one of them stopped working. Like the light won't come on, and you know sound kind of passes through them, and I I couldn't hear anything, and it was just completely dead. Nothing I could do could wake it up. So I was like, "Hey, I'm going to contact tech support. Why not?" 
And uh, I, I explained the situation really thoroughly, like, hey, none of the lights come on. There's no sound coming out of the thing. This is going somewhere, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, they didn't know. And that's it. And I'm stuck with it. <laughs> so, so they shoot back an email and they're like, hey, what, what kind of phone do you have? And what operating systems on the phone? And what, what's Weird. your carrier? And stuff like that. And I was like, okay, well, I've worked in tech support before, so I'm just going to go along with them. So I told them all that stuff. <clears throat> A full day later, they get back to me. And they're like, oh, well, hey, here's how you pair up things to Bluetooth. And, and then I went back to him and I was like, hey, it it won't pair up because it's not powering on. And we kind of went back and forth like five or six times with this before they actually decided, oh, hey, uh, yeah, we've we've exhausted absolutely everything we could do. Is this like automated response? Oh, no, no, no. These were actual people. And I, I told them like three or four times. I'm like, hey, listen, it's not going to pair up because it won't power, power on. on. Like it, there's no it's dead. What, what, what can we do here? And they just like five times asked me to, to pair it to Bluetooth. And finally I got an RMA, but have you ever had anything like that? No, I can't say that I have. I just hate contacting tech support for stuff because they, they, it seems like they don't even listen listen to you. It sounds to me like you were probably like what passed between a different person every time who went back to their stock script and you were not getting there was no right. consistent dialogue. Yeah. yeah. No, or, I mean, like, record. I used to li- work in tech support, and and if it sounded like somebody was competent and understood what was going on with right. with the item, I would skip a bunch of steps. Like, if in this case, I would skip over like Bluetooth connectivity, for example, and like go if, well, straight to I, like, I, I, like how do they, we get this thing to turn on? Well, when they ask you what's your phone, what's your service, what's your carrier, what's the operating system on your phone, the fact that you can answer all those questions shows you know a little bit more. Right. Then, then like the average person, I don't right. know, it's, it's a, it's an iPhone. You know, like if, you know, yeah. the fact that you had that stuff ready to go and you were able to explain, she'd be like, okay, well, he's got that. We trust he knows how to turn it on. Exactly. And pair it with Bluetooth. And you say, that's impossible. It won't power well, on. What I want to yeah. know is why would the government want to jam just one ear? What are they trying to, what are they trying to do? <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Give you a, uh, uh, like, uh, yeah, every, every, somehow, single, like every single response to them was like, hey, one of them works perfectly. The other one is totally dead. And yeah. So okay. what, so what, how's it going to be? I going to be really like, boring. Are, there, are you going to like replace them or like, <laughs> yeah, uh, finally. I thought you were being facetious. <laughs> <laughs> no, finally they were like, oh, hey, uh, we've exhausted everything. Send them in and we'll get you a new pair. And I'm uh, like, finally. How many uh, weeks later was that? It was a solid week of going back and forth with email tech support. Charming. Um, um, okay. And, and, and I've got a little bit of a, a rant. Okay. Uh, because I went to a concert last night. And as some of you may know, I've got a, an audio engineering background. Like I do a lot of, uh, live, uh, audio for, uh, concerts or stage shows, stuff like that. And, uh, I went to, uh, an I the Mighty concert downtown last night. And, uh, Having a background like that and, and being like a pretty decent audio engineer, I'm not anywhere near the best. I won't, I won't claim that, but the audio engineer at this venue was so bad that it was like the, the band was like 80% drums is about almost (laughs) all you could, you could hear the drums and the bass. For some reason, you could really loud, loudly hear the bass, which most of the times you can't even pick out the bass, but you could hear the, <laughs> you could hear the strings on the bass. Well, he's a real bass aficionado, the tech. And, yeah. I, and I looked back at the board and he had like four or five channels that were clipping the entire time. What? 
which is like audio engineering 101. You don't like any red on the red's bad. <laughs> red is yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, you know, wanted to go over to the guy and be like, Hey, do you think this sounds good? Because I see you over there playing on your phone behind the audio board. Like, was well, he really is, playing head- on his phone? Or? Yeah. And this is the headliner band. And, and, and you, you think this sounds good? And, and it didn't help also that he had it jacked all the way up. Like I, I'm still having hearing problems from this concert. That's what the kids and, like these days. And it completely ruined my whole night. Wow. Yeah. As I, 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 I'm not very confrontational, so I didn't go up to the guy and be like, "Hey, you're fucking terrible," <laughs> like I wanted to, and I wanted to go find you his offer, manager offer like, and, like, like, and like get him fired or something. But. Did you ever like, "Hey, man, you need a hand?" Like you, uh, yeah, I'm trying to catch a Pokemon. Oh, he kept walking away from the board, so I was very tempted to sneak back just go there and, fix, and it. Just fix it. It would have probably taken me like twenty minutes. Be like, hey, so. what are you doing? He'd be like, "Your job." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the funny wow. thing is, I have actually used the soundboard at that venue before, so I'm not. Oh, so you knew what he was working with? <laughs> yeah, I could have probably fixed it, but <laughs> I, I didn't want to be noticed. that dick that they like threw out because he was trying to do the guy's job. But what would you do in a situation like that? Do you have anything where uh, where you anything where it'll ruin an experience because you have too much knowledge about something? Uh, probably. <laughs> uh, Poor font use tends to piss me off. <laughs> Poor font use. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, I run into that all the time, too. Um, I mean, it doesn't, it's not, I don't have an incapacitating rage or anything, but I'm just like, oh, how much did you get paid for that? <laughs> Sloppy bullshit with your papyrus font. Unacceptable. Usually on a website that looks like it was made with front page in like <laughs> 1996. And I, I don't want to be a snob, but just, 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 I don't, just don't. I, I love, there's, um, in in Orlando, the police cars they have a little you know most police cars have a little thing in quotes on the side like to oh, protect ma- and making serve. a difference right in Orlando it's making a difference it's Comic Sans it's right Comic Sans yeah and I just, every it's time Comic I, Sans I don't know if I've seen that but that's awful I, yeah I, I not only that, I'm that certain someone trolled them and not only that <laughs> like I'm that, certain of it making a difference is in quotes is in quotes to suggest we're making a difference. <laughs> <laughs> It's like just why don't you just would it be worse it? if the whole thing was in quotes or if they just put quotes around different? No, if it says sheriff, then you got to get away. <laughs> like that's like that is not a sheriff. That's someone in disguise. But making a difference literally suggests you're you're, you're not making a difference. Probably it's the opposite. Not. It's kind of like one of those, um, <laughs> like like uh, middle American menus. It'll be like we have fresh meat. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, like what is that? Why are there quotes there? Yeah, there was this great joke at uh, Camp Fangamer last year where they they changed up the entire menu for um, the the hotel restaurant where it was staged at, and um, they had, they had this like this salad on the menu. It had this whole like we use the best quote strawberries, <laughs> the best strawberries, <laughs> and, like, yeah. and, and like and the the best buttermilk ranch that you know that you can you can get out here. Like, it's this whole like I don't know cracker barrel-y kind of sound. Right, right. But, like, was there quotes around buttermilk? Yeah, probably there was there was <laughs> it's a, the best buttermilk. There was a gen- <laughs> in the area. <laughs> the quotes were doled out in generous portions. It was great. I had a good time. I wish I could reference it directly, but I don't have it with me. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's, there's lots of little nuanced stuff like that. Uh, this is not the best, for instance, but, uh, one of the most recent things I've written is a review of a quote unquote album by David Bowie, uh, called The Gouster. And they, there's this new, what is a Gouster? Uh, a Gouster is 1960s slang for, um, a, a certain style of cool, well-dressed black dude in Chicago. 
And Bowie heard that slang and he was Strangely like, specific. that's cool. I'll call an album like that. Maybe. And that album ended, ended up being called Young Americans after several additional months of working on it. Instead, <laughs> that what they, they've been, um, marketing that a lost album that is not at all a lost album. It's simply a working draft of Young Americans. Hmm. So, uh, I will link to that review on this episode's page, but, uh, it was, it's an, it was a weird review for me because I had to give a David Bowie album a C. And it was a hard, it was a hard it was, choice. It's an incomplete album. The, the, the music, <laughs> the music on it was fine. It was really fun bonus tracks to hear these songs that I knew performed in a different way that hadn't been released before. Uh, it, it was a very enjoyable listen, but it was not an album and you could tell that it was not an album. And, uh, also I think they didn't have any of the original mixes. I had a long talk with Mark with the C about the quality of them. And I think that they pulled them from probably the best source they had, but it was like an acetate record pressing. So they had them pressed to see what would these songs sound like as a record and decided, I don't know, let's keep working on it. And now like 40 years later, it's being marketed as an album. Thanks. <laughs> huh. <laughs> How about you, Doug? What's cheesing you off these days? This, went, <laughs> well, this episode went in a weird the, direction, the, real quick. Not the only. The, it's like, all right, so something that I would think I'm good at, and I want to see somebody do a bad job. My T-shirt's on point. What's for, your T-shirt? For, for those who can't see it, it's Jurassic Park. <laughs> so it's like any like for Jurassic World. I'm like, oh, okay. Or any other uh, 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 DC film uh, post uh, Dark Knight, basically, or even Dark Knight Rises. I I'll noticed it's, Dark Knight uh, Rises. it's it's a distressed print. As in, it looks worn. Yeah. Is that? Uh, would you prefer it that way, or is that yeah, just? It's the also style? twenty years old. What the shirt? Your shirt? Yeah. Uh, um, no, it's I don't new, think it is. It's new to me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Did not acquire Did you it buy it store? at a thrift store. No, this was a gift. <laughs> I don't know where it was from, but Did it was they a buy gift. It at a thrift? No, I don't know. It came. It came. We're in just a bag. trying to get behind <laughs> the distressed look. Is it genuine? I would guess no, but I don't know. So I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't tell There's you. There's nothing wrong with owning vintage clothes. So what we've exposed ourselves to here, uh, to or everybody, grumpy. which we don't normally <laughs> expose is the, is the weird grumpy nuances of the, 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 the less interesting nerd sides of ourselves. Isn't here. that what most nerd cultures for nowadays? Like, I'll complain and I'll do it better. You know, well, I, I mean, mean, I'm guilty of it. That's, so. that's, that's the stereotype. It's not a stereotype that I feel that. I practice on a daily basis or one that I glorify or even like talking about. So let's change the subject. Uh, <laughs> well, in terms of uh, 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 making films better, we played a game earlier today. True. That is all about basically making your own film. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of a role playing game. It's called Fiasco. You may have heard of it. They've may done, have heard us talk about it. Yeah, they've done an episode of Tabletop about it. If you watch that show with the Will Wheaton Um and uh, a while back when we did our last RPG support drive, it was one of the contenders in one of the, the things we could do. Um, it did not win, but it was a very interesting premise that Doug introduced to us because I don't think anybody else um, at Nerdy Show was familiar with it. And the simplest premise that I've had doled out to me, probably by Doug, is that it's basically create a Coen Brothers movie, a, a sequence of events with a, a whole wide cast of characters and all these different parts kind of interchange, move very quickly, and something goes horribly wrong. The situation snowballs. Mm -hmm. And everyone is a director and writer of the same film that you're all collaborating on. Yeah, it's kind of like a writer's room. Everybody just hashing out one insane idea. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we had a fun time. Uh, we It was myself and Doug and uh, John Laval and uh, Crystal, who's a lesser-known nerdy show host, but uh, you may know her from the Bacon episode, the Notorious Bacon episode several years ago. 
and uh yeah we had a fun time um we could uh, we could talk about the 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 movie we created we used a fiasco set called uh clock blockers yeah, clock blockers yeah yeah and our story was well are we're we gonna pitch this to pitch this yeah to let's, let's pitch it to bore okay so bore you're the head of a studio movie studio obviously uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> and uh so we've we, we've, we've got this movie idea uh how, how how to best describe this this is a uh it's a buddy cop film it's a sci it's a sci-fi buddy cop film in the future but these are not just regular cops these are time cops that can travel through time and it's their job to make sure history happens the way it's supposed to happen or to change things if someone tries to go back and change it like and if anyone tries to break the law using time travel they have to stop them but it's about it's about bad people doing horrible things these are not good cops these are corrupt cops mm-hmm. in the future and uh, they have to go back in time to try to uh, they they're they're stealing money they're stealing they're stealing Nazi gold they're doing a bunch of stuff they shouldn't be doing and uh, one Star Academy student is stealing Nazi gold really bad though it's negligible that's why they're doing it it's they're morally not, pretty pretty bad probably they're, they're not the worst but they are breaking the law it's blood money and you're stealing it so you know. Yeah, you're reclaiming it for somebody that's you know not Nazis. They could also, no, but they they're, could also they're, be they're pocketing it. Is they could the be idea. screwing up the, like, the timeline. Now here, here's yeah. here's the the thing about the thing about these uh, these time cops is what they're policing is the integrity of the continuum because once the genie comes out of the bottle with respect to time travel, people will be able to figure out how to do it. So. Um, in this case, they have to make sure that let's say terrible things still happen. Because mm-hmm. they need to preserve the integrity of their own timeline. So you'll have, for example, uh, what's considered an unscheduled assassination. If someone should uh, should die when they shouldn't die. If you go back in time and you kill Hitler before Hitler's supposed to kill himself, that would be an unscheduled assassination. And the time cops would have to go back in time. And, and stop you. Yeah, yeah. From from doing that. Mm-hmm. They'll have to let let good people die, bad people live. Uh, and one of the one of the training uh, exercises is to uh, stand by and watch the Titanic sink and not help anybody. Mm-hmm. If you do that, you're a time cop. Yeah, that's the uh, Koyabashi Maru of yeah, the yeah, time yeah. cops. Uh, so the the story begins where they just stole a bunch of Nazi gold. They just got back from World War II, and another. I have uh, a question, mm-hmm. but before we yeah, continue yeah. with the premise, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, as I learned from watching the original Time Cop. Um, <laughs> Can the same matter occupy the same space at the same time? So what happens when a time cop touches himself in the past? You're not supposed to do that. You don't. You but don't. what happens? Do if they you did, do they cease to exist and just kind of like well they fuse into they, one thing we and know, then blink out of existence? <laughs> we know they call it a double negative, mm-hmm. but it if we don't explore it in the story. Mm-hmm. I, would I mean, ass- normally I wouldn't ask that about a time thing, but there's time cops involved, and time cop told me that that was bad. So <laughs> let's assume it's bad. Uh, but it, it doesn't come up. Also, I had a lot of problems with that particular time mechanic because let's say I go back in time and I push myself out of, you know, some sort of harm mm-hmm. or, or, or something. I'm touching most likely clothes, but even if I touch skin, I'm not touching the same skin cells that yeah, I still have. Yeah, yeah. You become a completely different person after yeah. like how many like I think every every year. I think every whatever. ten years you have like a whole new Yeah, what, totally. What you, know. you have to avoid touching. Is your spirit? Is your heart? Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, we kind of went with parallel worlds theory, kind of like more like timeline, Michael Crichton's timeline. At least the book. I don't know how the movie differed or whatever, but just the idea that it's multiple kind of parallel things. So just because you change one thing here and you killed yourself doesn't necessarily mean you would die like right in front of yourself. But honestly, after a certain point, we started arguing, uh, not really arguing, but like debating the nature of time travel and mm-hmm. how it worked in this universe. And we just needed to kick the damn thing off and get yeah. going. So uh, so anyway, so they, they just so the the two corrupt uh, time cops just got back to their to their present time with a bunch of Nazi gold and just you know being corrupt and everything. Uh, an all star academy student who's uh, uh, up and coming in the the ranks of the police force accidentally picks up their evidence bag, which contains all the you know incriminating shit. Um, as she later opens it and sees it, she's like, "I got to turn these guys in. I got to I got to arrest them." Later, those the, at this around the same time, those two corrupt cops open up their bag, find out it's the other cops' bag. Like, oh shit, they found us! All the incrimin- all the evidence is in there. We got to stop it. Okay, how do we do this? And they know they can't get away with murder because it's so difficult to get away with murder in the present day, and especially since they're cops. And if they somehow find out that they were involved, it would just be too tricky. So they figure the only way to do this is they got to go back in time far enough where no one would suspect it, and uh, somehow prevent her parents from being born. That is the cop that discovered their yeah, stuff. Yeah, the cop that discovered their stuff. So they go back to 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 stop uh, a marriage or consummation of the marriage that would eventually lead her to being born. But the thing is, is that she's the granddaughter of the first time cop. Yeah. Like the most revered time cop. And one of the uh, uh, the two corrupt police officers looks up to that guy, doesn't want to affect his life, and because it would have untold consequences for time police and everything all throughout history. So everyone is representing it. I played uh, the original time cop, the first time cop. Cap played uh, one of the corrupt cops who looked up to me. Uh John played the uh, other time cop who was corrupt, who had the idea to go back in time. What do you mean by played? As as each person is in charge of one character. And you can do scenes in character, like speaking, like you play out the scene just as it would be in, in a film. Yeah, and you co- you collaborate on what happens ultimately with, with everybody, but mm-hmm. it's because you're all pitching ideas. But basically there's someone who's, say, let's say, like really truly at the helm of that character and can let themselves be influenced by everyone else who's playing fiasco it's really it's it's it really is less of a game and more of a story building exercise extended over things and you just have dice to help you make decisions uh yeah yeah so basically from that point on it turns into a weird time cop version of wedding crashers um (laughs) where laval ended up falling in love with and impregnating the soon-to-be wife of the first time cop yeah um and the the he Kyle Reese it he yeah he he, he Kyle Reese it um <laughs> and uh, meanwhile my character was uh, having a direct conflict with Crystal's character who was the the uh, the up and coming rookie he was trying to stop us and I said no this person's coming here to assa- assassinate you first time framed cop. her as a de- supposed assassin yeah. yeah um and uh and I bonded with my with my hero and then shit got really out of hand but here's here's the the clincher with my character the, like my character's not all like completely bad i we forgot to mention this is kind of important mm-hmm. um one of the many ways that a time cop can abuse their power is not just stealing riches from the past but also doing things that could be considered vigilante activities um for example preventing a death mm-hmm. and in this case i was this guy's partner and i got killed and he prevented that from happening and no one knows mm-hmm so I'm alive purely because his good graces, thereby aligning me with Laval's character. But saving your life was technically against the rules. Right. And so if he if he's ever caught, 
and they're going to re-undo all. Right. The, all they have to do is go through time and it, prevent him yeah. from doing that. If he's caught, they have to undo everything he's done, and that would mean killing you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's in your own self best interest to do whatever he says. Yeah. Yeah. So as you can see, the the, the web of of plans here of everybody's it's, goals. It's a it gets, dark comedy, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. You could say that a dark a dark action comedy, sci-fi action comedy. Yeah. What do you think, producer? A hundred million dollars. Hundred million. Is this a series or a movie? It's a movie. Mm. I feel like as a series, it would be better. It could be a series. It, it ends could on. Be. It could, ends on a maybe a series note. Hmm. It just seems kind of in depth. A Netflix series, and like one one season, something like that. Yeah. Well, it's. It, I know it sounds in depth because there's a lot of world. We get, we fed you. We a had lot a lot of world building, building stuff, but yeah. in so far as the actual action of it, it's a it's a kind of one and done thing. You can you can achieve it in in a two hour time span. Hmm. There'll be lots of context clues to help the audience through the narrative. Sure. Thinking maybe Channing Tatum. Go, go ahead and go ahead and. <laughs> we think we can lock Tatum in. Go ahead and do yeah. that. Yeah, great. And and if and it's a deal. Tatum's Tatum's character, just to give you some assurances, because I, I mean, it I sounds better than anything that Hollywood is cranking out right now. <laughs> I sent some hesitation. Yeah. I just want you to know that Tatum's character will be more or less in bikini briefs for about fifty percent of the film. <laughs> yeah. Mm, okay. Well, uh, and that's a that's what's a the win opposite of green lighting something, red lighting. Oh no 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 no! no Let's no, cut I mean, this out. I mean, we can we can make that we can change that. That can that doesn't have to stick. Uh, that I mean, I just thought I thought that I don't might know why you thought seats. putting a dude in a banana hammock would would help me out. It made Magic Mike and uh, and its sequel. No, and that made money. No, you got the wrong executive here. <laughs> I mean, it's not an endorsement of uh, of your personal <laughs> lifestyle choice. It's an endorsement of how much you love money. I think, yeah, he doesn't love money. I think we do have the wrong executive. We have the wrong executive here. <laughs> are you, are you, do you work here? Are you just some schmuck who walked into the room? I mean, like, do, do you work here? No, I think I think we're going to go ahead and pass. Fuck! <laughs> fuck! I fucked it. I'm so sorry, Doug. Shit. <sighs> oh, well. We'll uh. take it. We'll take it. We'll take it next door. <laughs> I think what you learned is an important lesson in knowing... Knowing your audience? Your audience, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's true. If you would have done your research beforehand and, and learned that I was heterosexual. But your job is to make the movie that would make money, not to make the movie that you want to see. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, I thought so. You don't all, know. You don't know in your my, audience, sir. In my opinion, <laughs> people want to see what I want to see. I'm that oh, type damn. of executive. Uh, damn, he's got us. I, just, I thought he was finance sexual. <laughs> finance sexual? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I've been in this industry for X number of years now. <laughs> and if there's one thing I've learned, it's I'm right. Yep. Okay. Hard to argue with that logic. Yeah. So that that was uh, that was our fiasco, and it was indeed a fiasco. Shit got really uh, really mm-hmm. out of hand. It's pretty crazy, but it was fun. Yeah. Um. And no, we did not record it. <laughs> that was just for funsies. Hey guys, guess what? That's the first role playing thing I've ever done. Uh, as so far as a tabletop game that wasn't recorded, how weird is that? That is weird. Yeah, I, I've never wow, done it. Even it, I have played like Dungeons and Dragons. I've only ever done it as part of the job. Wow. So have I. I've done stuff not. I mean, I tried. Well. I tried to start playing VTM in high school, but the whole thing fell apart. I don't think we had anybody who was really committed to being a game master. And hey, that could have been a very dark period of my life. And I'm glad. I'm kind of <laughs> glad it fell through. I kind of wish that the D and D game I played was uh was recorded though because I I played a uh he was a he was a, a shoemaker he was a cobbler and he just happened to also be a warlock who created uh like who had a pact with uh, an old god 
just 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 happened to but mainly it was about shoes so everything that we did was shoe related as far as i my character was concerned you sound like how briggs plays what obsessing over something that doesn't have to do with the large scheme adventures like i'm a shoemaker <laughs> well I'm the game master kind of picked it up and ran with it oh okay because well. I, I kept looking for this shootonium <laughs> you would definitely sounds like something briggs would do because because briggs has a long story about him being a pumpkin farmer oh i've i've heard yeah, yeah. yeah. you must if, have if you're now, around yeah. him for more than 20 minutes <laughs> the pumpkin cleric will yeah. come up i'm sure indeed yeah uh yeah yeah that was uh that was that was our afternoon um in other news did you know trees can talk to each other <laughs> why yes they That's can been like a internet thing i don't know it i don't know if it's it has, how true it is how true is it well okay so um there's it was just there's an article i read and then I, I watched a ted talk i did a little bit of additional research and um i and i talked to uh to our side tech correspondent john west about it a bit and uh he he really debates the term uh communication in mm-hmm. this sense but but it's it's an interesting thing we're, we're getting more and more um information in regards to it's more like chemical signaling, isn't it? Yeah, it, but it's chemical like, broadcasting. Because I mean, what's a tree going to tell another tree? I'm falling. I fell. <laughs> Pray they don't get you next. Like what? A, what? What useful information can a tree tell another tree? I'm well, no longer connected to the roots, so I can't tell them anything. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. How's yeah. it? How, please explain. How well, does it work? It's. It's basically. It's communicating in the same terms as I suppose versions of the internet might communicate. Certain trees become nodes. And the nodes spread and so on and, and grow and the web grows and so on. But they're like, fi- so they're, but they're physically connected? Connected and exchange. What ex- kind of memes exchange. do they exchange? I, I, we, we can only guess. I mean, we wouldn't understand the jokes. Probably. We, we, not. we really wouldn't. Um, wouldn't. <laughs> wouldn't. <laughs> that's a, that's going deep. Uh, so here, here's, here's how this works. 25 years ago, a forest ecologist named Suzanne Simard of the University of British Columbia did this experiment. She wanted to look into if trees could somehow communicate with one another. So she planted seeds deep in the woods of British Columbia. She used radioactive tracer isotope gases. She basically, she wrapped these trees in plastic, uh, wearing a hazmat suit, and unleashed this isotope onto the tree. The tree very quickly absorbs the isotope, and it becomes safe to be around once again. Mm. Um, but over 25 years, this tree grows, and using those isotopes, she could detect where they were and how they were being exchanged between each other. She uh, she planted uh, paper birch and Douglas fir trees and cedar as well um, and discovered that the paper birch and Douglas firs actually talked to each other. They actually communicated these isotopes back and forth as they did other things and learned that there's this basically this other world. We've, you've probably heard about how um, there's a secret internet of fungus, right? Kind Among of, us, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, that, that, they're, that fungus communicates with each other well it turns out trees are a part of that they, like part of the same system they're they're an, a, a linked system the trees and the fungus web talk with one another um, through mycorrhizal networks the trees are nodes the biggest nodes are, are called mother trees and if you kill a mother tree cut down a mother tree the other trees around will start to basically power down like they will they They'll will die yeah they will die this is this is a huge problem because it actually because you know Forestry is still a major industry mm-hmm. and they try to do it intelligently and not, you know, at least <laughs> they try to do it intelligently when anyone's watching. Um, but 
they found that there's a way to be smarter about forestry and to not cut to identify mother trees, not cut down mother trees, and uh, by doing what they call patch cutting uh, and re- retain these hub trees, it allows the logging operations to not be environmentally disruptive. It'll enable the forest to still actually like exist. It'll grow back faster, or yeah. Whatever. Interesting. Um, so that the mother trees will send carbon to their children. They'll colonize kin with bigger mycorrhizal networks. They reduce their own root competition to make elbow room for their children, recognizing I, as a tree, have spawned this other tree, and I want this other tree to grow. Oh. Yeah. That's freaky. Yeah. That's like poison ivy craziness. Well, it It's interesting you mentioned a it DC Comics character. It sounds like fiction. But it is true. I don't understand how, like, I, I get the whole isotope thing, but how does that equal communication? Because if we were to be able to trace, like, I don't know, a, a, a gas that came out of my nose, you know, we might find it in Doug ne- tomorrow or, you know, like, Cap the next day. Is that doesn't necessarily mean that we're communicating. It I guess, means well, that, maybe there's, like, a direct, phys- there's a measured repetitive physical reaction that happens each time this thing gets transferred perhaps it's like it's the trees essentially absorbed the thing into their bloodstream so in order for it to come out of their blood it's it's in a closed system at that point so once it i I, i'm not a scientist and this this part was glossed over for the sake of better communicating this idea to a general audience i'm sure there's probably literature to back this up and if there isn't please let us know but um that it it is essentially a closed enough system that they could detect this this pattern this transference and how that works. Um, that, that certain trees talk to other trees and don't talk to other trees. The cedar, for example, cedars exist in their own system and do not talk to the other trees. Hmm. Um, the uh, mitochondria is the powerhouse of the uh, plant cell structure. That's all I remember. <laughs> well, that's all cells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, the plants. But the pl- only the plants have the uh, that cell wall. That's it, true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. You mentioned you mentioned poison ivy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually a lot more like a different DC Comics character, Swamp Thing, because oh, in Swamp yeah, Thing, okay. they not the sw- Swamp Thing exists as a part of what's called the Green, mm-hmm. and the Green has a Parliament of Trees, and it all communicates in its own way. Alan Moore and uh, Scott Snyder and. Charles Soule and many others have done a lot of work showing how alien the world that Swamp Thing exists in. He's a man who was absorbed into this plant form to be an avatar of the green. And so as a result, it's it's a kind of body horror story in some cases as it's very disassociated from humanity. And the better Swamp Thing stories are the one that puts him not as a hulking swamp monster, but actually as um, a very kind of alien thing exploring plant life. In more recent, in some of the best material to actually come out of the recent DC years, they explored how Swamp Thing, um, the green is part of a larger system. There's the red, which is the flesh and blood world that Animal Man can communicate with. That's how he's able to summon the powers of different animals. Hmm. Um, there's also the black, uh, which is where um, one of Swamp Thing's arch nemesis comes from, basically an embodiment of, of um, decay. And then the more recently introduced concept of the gray. And the gray is the fungus. So here we, and the fungus understandably has a closer relationship to the green. Um, it's a, you know, it's a very invasive, corrupting thing. And, and any of these forces, um, can grow out of bounds and right. there has to be a culling. It's about the balance of nature and so on. And, and there's like, here it is. There's the green and the gray. Wow. In a weird way with fact reflecting fiction hmm. in many cases. So I thought that was fascinating. I'm curious to see where that research go, uh, goes. Like after that, like are they going to try to tell 
plants different things like hey everything's okay can you uh can you grow faster <laughs> like to see if it'll help at all or, or all what? we know how to do is inject you with isotopes sorry you know, i just uh it's the first first attempt hope it doesn't kill you um if you're curious to like to learn more about that the easiest thing to do is to watch uh, suzanne simmard's ted talk where she does talk about the challenge of deploying those isotopes with a small research crew 25 years ago and how she was chased through the woods by a bear the first time around <laughs> protecting the green and holding it while, traced by a bear while holding radioactive isotopes oh geez <laughs> here take it bear so uh let's let's talk about the fine people who help us exist how about that yeah sure nerdy sh- talk about my mom let's talk let's talk about boar's mom what's her name yeah let's talk about boar's mom that's the only person I could think of. That no, we're not doing this. Helps okay. you exist. <laughs> yeah, help, help me exist. No, Nerdy Show. Nerdy Show's helped. Oh, we, you, meant, we, you meant us as a collective. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. See, when he said I'm us, the, I'm on he the meant same plural. Page. We suckle on the financial teat of our listeners and their generosity. The teat of finances and also the teat of generosity. Both teats, interchangeably. Imagine it, if you will. Uh, <laughs> so... We this show exists. This entire network exists, exists purely because of your kindness. And if you want to find out how to keep us alive, go to nerdyshow.com/support. You can learn about how to give a one-time donation, how to follow our Amazon links to buy anything you want on Amazon, and in turn give back a percentage to Nerdy Show at no extra cost to you. And also to subscribe on Patreon, where we send all kinds of cool stuff. We got some uh, some shout-outs here to some fine folks. The um, the first one is a one-time donation from Ron Phillips. The second, who uh, who is a big supporter of Flame On, the all-gay, all-geek podcast here at Nerdy Show. He says, more for Flame On. I wait for more Steven Universe, and the fact the Get Down will be discussed gets me really excited. I hope they talk about the brothers' relationship, the disco dance-off, and more. And, in fact, that Flame On episode just recently came out. Nice. So I haven't heard it yet. I don't know uh, if they did talk about those specific things, but uh, find out. We'll link to it on this episode's page, and the Get Down's an awesome show, but I've already talked about that. Um, next up, we have a one-time donation from Tiny Dog Media. Take it away, Doug. Yeah, Tiny Dog Media says, Shout out to Mr. Cody Williams and soon-to-be Mrs. Jackie Williams. Let this nerdy coupling be full of cosplay, board games, tears of joy, and musicals galore. I am honored to be a part of this. Congratulations, uh, Cody and Jackie Williams. Assuming from, that that already happened. From us. Uh, from us to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, someone from Amazon hit us up and told us the awesome things they got. All right. I got one from Cerebral Paladin, and and uh, they say, uh, just bought a microphone and some swag to go with it on Amazon. Have to keep the Nerdy Show lights on. Sure do. <laughs> sometimes they turn off. Yeah, sometimes they go off. That happened it. in the middle of the episode, yes. <laughs> it was super, super spooky, you guys. If only we would have had more money. <laughs> so uh if you want to hang out with nerdy show we got some upcoming events that you can find us at for example a lot of folks are actually going to be at new york comic-con we've been mentioning it the past couple weeks turns out there's even more going on um for example uh, liberty will be there uh at booth 1049 that's the liberty podcast we got critical research tales from the tower and also they'll be there with their debut comic liberty deception where they're actively attempting to m- stage for themselves a Guinness record for most graphic novels sold at a convention. Hmm. If anybody can do it, it's him. Yeah. 
Uh, and the artist of the comic, Raymond Bermudez, who's done a lot of awesome work for many pro comics, will uh, will also be there as well. So if you're in New York, if you're at New York Comic Con, go to booth 1049, visit the Liberty Crew, say hey. And If uh, you go anywhere nearby that booth, I guarantee you will, you that somebody's know. going to be trying to shove a, a comic into your hand and getting money for it. That's that's for sure. That's very sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen him sell before. It'll be in your hand. He's and a beast. And you'll be wanting to give him money. Oh, hey, speaking of giving uh, Travis money... There's a Liberty Patreon now. The uh, the Liberty Podcast series, well, they're kind of expensive to produce, and they're only getting more complicated. So uh, they they have launched a Patreon. You can go help support them. They're working towards their first goal, which is $150. And that is, believe it or not, simply so, and I didn't know, I, this is news to me, so they won't lose money for every episode they make. Mm. How about that? Yeah. So uh, there's uh, they do it on a... Our Nerdy Show Patreon is a monthly fee because it covers the entire network. And in fact, Liberty gets some of that money as well. Um, all the shows do. But uh, theirs is a per episode amount. So, you know, plan accordingly. But you can uh, you can donate, say, $100 for just one month and you can be executive producer of an episode. And, you know, they will credit you as such and, and read it aloud and so on and so forth. So many, uh, many options going on over there. You should check it out. But that's not all from New York Comic Con. Brian Clevenger... Writer of Atomic Robo, host of Nerdy Show, back in the day, and still whenever he feels like it, <laughs> will be there at New York Comic Con at Table G6 in Artist Alley. Also, the guys from Flame On will be there, or at least some of them. They have actually already, by the time you're hearing this, done a event, a really cool sounding event, where they... Uh, what's it called? Um, I'm scanning my notes and I'm not finding it. Basically, it's a stage show thing. Um, and it's a charity deal. It's funding One Orlando, raising money for the Pulse survivors and their families. And with them will be Ophiria Eisenberg, host of NPR's game show, Ask Me Another, as well as former Flame On co-host Joshua Yale, who's a, uh, uh, big wig correspondent at IGN now. Um, also appearing will be, uh, Daenerys and the Targaryens, uh, the Game of Thrones punk band. They're playing, uh, Rock Comic Con, October 8th, which is, uh, well, that's, uh, what, what, Saturday. So if you, uh, if you like, uh, Game of Thrones, you like punk rock, go see them. They'll be playing with, uh, Kirby Crackle, H2 Awesome, and lots of other people. And, um, that's it for New York Comic Con. But in, uh, November, I, Aaron and I will be at North Carolina Comic Con. That's November 11th through 13th. We'll be putting on some panels. We don't know the specifics yet, but as soon as we do, we'll let you know. And actually, I got a thing in October. I'm going to be in Chicago for a little while. If you, as a Nerdy Show listener, are also in the Chicago area, drop us a line. Let us know. And maybe we can meet up. But something I do know for sure that's happening is a live stream on October 13th. I don't know the exact time yet. With the One Shot Podcast Group. They're going to be doing a live game of uh, Betrayal at the House on the Hill with me. I'll be there. Nice. It's cool. I've never met these people before, but they're... Um, Have you ever played that game? It's pretty fun. I've never played it. It's been talked up to me for years. But it's going to be recorded, so you know it's going to be recorded. <laughs> it's not going to be part of your you can, uh, your 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 <laughs> so only social gaming, life. right? My so my extremely minuscule social gaming life. Yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be work, but it's going to be fun work, and it's going to be really cool. It's a it's a live stream event. It's going to be on Twitch, but they, you know they also archive stuff. So if you don't catch it, you can see it later. And uh, one shot, we I found out about them from other Nerdy Show fans because they they are a podcast group that also does uh actual play tabletop role-playing shows mm -hmm. so yeah it's a it's a cool crossover meeting of the minds and i think i think the first time i heard about them was someone being like yo like on twitter like one shot nerdy show why don't you do something together 
And I was like, well, because uh, I don't, don't know who that is yet. Like, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's into it. So no, hey, we'll reach out. Right. And here we are. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Uh, finally, Mark with the C's now on Patreon. If you like Mark with the C's music, consider helping to make more music. Just more Patreons. And uh, as I as I as we announced last week on Nerdy Show, Lightning Dogs also has a forthcoming Patreon. I'm sorry about all this money, this all this money that you might want to be spending, but at the same time, we 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 need it. So vote with your dollar, help our dreams come true, and we'll make your dreams come true. You just have to tell us your dreams. We'll see about that. I have a little bit of an update uh, that pertains to network news. Oh, is it uh, fart boxing? No, it oh. has absolutely nothing to do with that. But a little while ago, I bought one of those uh, Amazon Echoes, and uh, I, I told it to, to play Nerdy Show, and it didn't work. So Cap went through and uh, submitted to the right places, and now you can say, Alexa, play the Nerdy Show podcast, and she will do just that. And there's uh, a couple more podcasts that uh, were submitted. I'm not all of them. Per- oh, okay, all of them. I, so <laughs> in theory, and if not all of them, like 95 percent of them. But pretty much every show on the network. Last time there. I tried Derpy Show didn't work, but I it had sure a, you I submitted Derpy Show. No, it, I I think it ha- might have something to do with having to release an episode after like the submission or something like that. So anything that's current should 100 percent work. So. You always have to throw in the word podcast at the end, otherwise Alexa gets confused. But if you want to try to listen to any of our Nerdy Show podcasts, just say, Alexa, play whatever podcast. If they're listening then, uh, to this on the Alexa, will it hear itself broadcast your voice and have it start over again? I I have no idea. Alexa, but, pur- purchase washing machine. Interestingly <laughs> enough. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Interestingly enough, was though, uh, Neo Faust was at my house uh, like last weekend, I believe, and he was super fascinated by uh alexa so i i have two of them i've got the tap and the echo and he was wondering what would happen if you could like make them go into a loop and there is a command that you can tell alexa where it'll repeat anything oh no and i did learn (laughs) that you can have one of them activate another one and give it a command oh my god so that will totally work and that is how humanity will be enslaved (laughs) <laughs> no, that's how you beat the computer to save humanity. Oh, okay. I can see it going either way. Yeah. I mean, you could give it consciousness, but then you have to have it have it echo back itself so it just overloads I mean, and explodes. But, like, that's how if... Say, I couldn't create an endless <laughs> loop, unfortunately, because you have to say, Alexa, Simon says, and then something else. And then it'll say everything you say after Simon says. And I learned that you could string Simon says together multiple times. So you could be like, Alexa, Simon says, Simon says, and then keep throwing commands right, in right, there right. so it could loop as many times as you can get her to remember to say simon says hmm. weird yeah <laughs> super weird but uh the point of all that was if you have an amazon uh alexa anything you can tell it to play nerdy show now nice and it always play the most recent episode yeah it only plays the most recent episode so uh you're not going to be able to listen to any archival stuff that way but if you're just hanging around your kitchen or whatever, wherever you have one of those things and, and you need to catch Want up to catch on the latest up, yeah. episode, you can definitely do that. And, cool. And it's a start, you know. It's yeah. it's still a developing platform. So we'll Yeah, see if you're over goes. at a friend's house and they've never listened to Nerdy Show and they've got one of these things, Good point. Just, just tell them, like, hey, just, you gonna just, say, hey, hey, just say this and you don't even have to do anything. Have that friend who's just, like, showing off. It's like, you can tell it to say, you know, you can play anything. You can play some music, play whatever. And you go, can I try? And they go, yes, Alexa, play Nerdy Show. Play the Nerdy Show podcast. Play the Nerdy, ah, yeah. Play Otherwise, the Nerdy Show it's not going to work, but yes. 
Nice. You can, I assume you can say, Alexa, play the Nerdy Show Network, and it'll play the most recent, re- recently released thing. Where you did the same network. podcast every single time? The after. Nerdy Show Network podcast. You would probably have to say that, yes. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, if you're into Star Wars, we released two State of the Empire episodes in two weeks' time, so you should check those out. I'm just going through the rest of my notes. And um, if you want to help out Nerdy Show in a way that involves no money whatsoever, you can rate and review us on iTunes. It would mean an awful lot. That helps us gain further visibility to the outside world, people who who don't know about Nerdy Show yet. Of course, you can also hand-sell Nerdy Show to your friends and family. That's always good. Uh, but a, a show that's in need right now is The Orphans. Last I checked, The Orphans did not have enough ratings or reviews for that matter, to have a public ranking. And you only need five or six. So if you dig our new sci-fi audio drama, The Orphans, or we should totally check it out if you haven't checked it out. But Mm -hmm. if you dig it, please rate and review on iTunes. That would be wonderful. Thank you very much. Um, Now, sometimes I'm slow to the uptake on things. I haven't watched the new season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yet. I'm not caught up. I haven't watched Luke Cage. Um, Have you you watched Luke Cage yet? I did. I watched probably the first maybe four or five episodes. Mm, and, it's good so uh, far? I liked it. It's it's pretty good. Um it's uh I mean Luke Cage's character was was pretty cool and Jessica Jones and and he he brings that back uh and it definitely takes place after Jessica Jones um because things are the same. I don't know how much uh if if any, anybody hasn't yeah, I don't want to spoil anything That's, too much but yeah. but he's just kind of working menial jobs under the under the table so he gets right. paid in cash right and, trying to stay uh, off the radar right yeah he's just trying to stay out of out of every out of trouble way yeah. and uh eventually he kind of like sh- gets pushed into helping out with a situation and it starts to kind of snowball and uh it, it's pretty interesting and is uh, it a comedy no not weird even, i, not felt, even I felt like it had been marketed as a comedy i, don't, no. I didn't feel it. I, I felt it was he was just a cool dude kicking some ass. It wasn't necessarily ha ha funny. No, there's not a lot of comedy in it. That's too bad. I was, uh, I kind of needed that in my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Um, well, I, I really look I'll forward probably to keep it watching it, but, uh, it wasn't to me. I didn't connect with it as much as, as some of the other superhero shows, but, uh, it was good. I like Luke Cage's character a lot and, uh, I'll probably finish it. Yeah. Something I'm very close to being caught up with on that uh, is kind of an odd thing is is this season of regular show. Uh, oh! We still have a regular show, Microsoft, that's uh, that's impending, but I've been trying to uh, to find a good opportunity to get J.G. Quintel, the creator of the, the series and the voice of Mordecai, on the show and kind of max out that Microsoft for all of its worth. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this season, they're in space. The whole season? The whole season, presumably anyway, so far. Huh. Uh, I, I am so far behind on that show, and I really need to not be because it's my kind of hilarious. But uh, yeah, it's the whole like. Is there a new park in space that they're maintaining? Uh, the park? The park at the end of the last season, the park lifted up into space, and no one knew why. But oh. it was part of a storyline that had been established throughout an entire season. Hmm. But you didn't really understand all the all the wherewithal why any of that was happening. And now, now they're in space. Do you ever understand any of the why anything is happening well, on that show? Well, you know, no, but, you know, kind of. Do they still keep with the same formula where, like, normal stuff happens up until a point and then everything just flips upside down and goes insane? Um, Sort of, but in space it sort of starts already insane. You just have to take, you know, well, I mean, it 
it goes more insane. Like Mordecai and Rigby want to buy hover boots, but they don't have enough credits for hover boots. So <laughs> they take an odd job to go rescue a scientist woman's husband out of the stomach of a gigantic genetically engineered plant she made. And inside the, the plant, the husband's gone like full Jumanji. <laughs> and um, then they have to fight their way out of it because actually he was fed to the plant and treachery. Hmm. So, I mean, yes, the regular show format is intact, but it is under very different circumstances. And also there's the hint of a prolonged... A, a prolonged narrative and they're they're no strangers to you know episode to episode continuity and so on but uh but this one it's all building towards something larger because uh you know you, you don't just pull the park out into space for no reason but i thought it was interesting that, that there's like a regular show space season because last year we had the ninja turtles space season yeah or earlier this year even maybe um it's ninja like turtles are still on tv yeah <laughs> they've been um, on nickelodeon since viacom bought turtles from mirage it's okay. a good show though yeah, as as uh, as I all feel like, like I knew that, except <laughs> for I just didn't realize that it was continuing. Yeah, yeah, it's been going on for geez, what five years now, probably something like that, maybe longer. You know, in fact, uh, if you there's a YouTube video out there that says like all Ninja Turtles opening cartoon openings, you know, in in chronological order, and I'm like, oh, I'm curious, I'll play it because I remember like the 2003 one and the of course the original and now this one. There's a whole bunch of ones that never even knew existed. Different. Ninja Turtles shows? Yeah, like there's the original, uh, there's the, um, I assume they're talking variations on the same ones as well, right? Yeah, so it's like, and there's, a, there was the live action one, uh, Next Mutation. Next Mutation, uh, there was, uh, the 2003 one, mm-hmm. and there was like five different versions of that one. Like, yeah, there's one where they're in the future. God, yeah, TMNT fast forward. Yeah, fast forward. Like, I mean, there was so many, I, I never even knew these things existed. Hello, it was dude, surprising. I could fucking, I could tell you stories. <laughs> I'm sure you could, cause I was just blown away. I'm like, I only knew of like three of them, but now there's like a, a whole bunch. Basically, the 2003 show turned into one of the most, um, adult, violent, weird shows that Fox was ever responsible for releasing as a children's program. As happens with television networks, they had a massive turnover with, uh, with new directors. The new directors came in and they're like, Jesus Christ, you can't show this to children. And, uh, they mean, and it was very dark and weird. Um, there's a there's a there's an, a deleted episode that you can you can buy on DVD or at least you could where uh, Baxter whose body's been like progressively deteriorated and he's lost his humanity just he's, like watching his fingers melt and like thinking and having visions of his dead mother and stuff and you're like whoa this <laughs> this show's amazing gone in some dark directions so basically they're like you got to fix this this is no good they didn't air a bunch of stuff released it only to DVD and then we're like and we're gonna jump to the future and we're gonna like dumb it down. And, uh, you know, some, some good scripts still got submitted during that time. However, it was for the most part a dumber show and is a goddamn shame. Uh, everything looks so weird. (laughs) I was just completely, I had songs I'd never heard, characters I'd never seen, all in this weird opening thing. Like, oh yeah, this was an opening thing. It was a show. It existed. Never even remotely was familiar with it. But yeah, but this, this, this new one, the turtles did a whole season in space, an entire season. Um, and so it's like a trope now and it's weird. It's a weird new trope of like, yeah, okay, we'll have the space season. I mean, here's two shows back to back doing it different mm-hmm. networks. I, I don't, I wasn't familiar with it before. I can't think of any earlier examples necessarily, but I wouldn't be surprised. Star if Trek. <laughs> they started in space. It's true. That's how, I mean, that's how out of ideas they were. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, I mean, don't don't get me started on turtle stuff, man. I'll I'll dive down that hole any day of the week. 
I'll do it. Um, we're in October now, so Halloween things will be happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, there's a lot of, I mean, we're, we're nearing the end of the year, but right now it's kind of like a, it's not a full blown dead zone. Obviously we got Luke Cage. We got some other you know, new things that have been, that have been happening in media, but it's, it's kind of like quiet right now in this little brief little window of it being quiet. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, we're prepping for our own shit. As we mentioned in the last episode, uh, the community update, Lightning Dogs, we're prepping it for release. It was a show concept that we created in Nerdy Show. And then now, well, then we, then we kind of like went in dark mode and now we're launching it as, as its own series. We're doing, um, Inktober, mm-hmm. which is an internet holiday thing where, uh, you get 30 days of different prompts and then have to draw something ideally using physical ink and paper. Um, and myself and Tony and Max Acree, who's the designing all the uh, lightning dogs vehicles. We're, we're all attempting to do all 31 days of October. I mean, I could technically attempt to, but people would ask me to stop because it's inktober. It's just, all right, our little stick figure guy. I'll give him a year. I'd have a, a really dog. hard time even finding a pen. Yeah. <laughs> I usually have to have like, one handed to me so I can sign something. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't even it. carry a pen on me. You yeah. know? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'll do post-its. How about that? I'll do, I'll do ink. And that's if it's not a stylus or my finger on a screen or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why well, do they make you do that? Sign with your finger on a screen. It always looks so stupid. It, it always is, feels stupid. It is stupid. Yeah. It's a very stupid thing. <laughs> One time I was, um, shit, I hope I, I think, I think this is a Triforce Mike story. It could also be another friend of ours, but I think it's a Triforce Mike story. It was at a 7-Eleven in the middle of the night and, uh, buying something. We got the, it was a, a stylus signature thing. Um, just drew a picture of a cat and the guy behind the, the, the counter goes, Hey, that's a cat. Walked out the door. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Triforce Mike story. Yeah, it could be. It could be. It is now because I told it as such. Yeah. Usually signatures are really terrible on those stylus screens too. Oh, but those are yeah. those are like probably the old style ones. I feel like if I tried to draw a cat, they would think it's my signature and <laughs> just be okay <laughs> with it. That's how bad at drawing I am. I drew a butthole. <laughs> Now we did we did one of Doug Doug's dreams last uh, last mm-hmm. week. If we if, unless we have any other pressing business, I have a a dream I've been holding on to for a while. Something we if you're this is your first time tuning in, something we we do on occasion is uh, recount some surreal and cinematic dreams. I know it doesn't sound interesting, but uh, it gets interesting. I think it's I think it's an interesting practice. It'll be hard to beat uh, Boar's earphone. Oh, story. I know this is gonna be. It won't turn difficult. on. I. Ridiculous. I mean, that's nuts. It's insane. <laughs> it's like, what century are we living in here? Are you guys mocking me? <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, you told us straight up, look, this is probably not that interesting. <laughs> like you, you prefaced it completely. So no, no. Full credit to you, sir. <laughs> Cap is doing the opposite. He's like, sometimes we'll share an interesting dream. So now it's on you, man. The onus is on you. You got to you got to bring it. So <sighs> yeah, what, I didn't what prom- happened? I didn't promise interesting. So. Yeah, you, you just. Yeah. Fact. All right. Fact so. update. So in, in this dream, uh, I was, let, let's, I don't have, I don't tend to have, uh, awareness of, say, a physical presence for myself, but sometimes, like, some, mostly I perceive myself in dreams from an external cinematic standpoint. In this case, it did appear that I was, like, in a first person perspective, hmm. and I was maybe four or five years old and had the height as such, but I had my present, present day consciousness and also my iPhone. 
Uh, I don't actually remember that being important that I had my iPhone, but it was the thing. Um, and I was in my, my old, I it was, I was back in time essentially. Mm-hmm. I was in my old neighborhood where I grew up and I was excited at the possibility of experiencing it again and being more kind of aware of it because. Did you Instagram the whole thing? Or? <laughs> uh, yeah. Facebook no, I, live I, I streamed it. I periscoped <laughs> it. Periscoped it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess. Hey everyone, periscoping from the past. Facebook live stream is the. I, I, I assume that, that version the, of it, the Periscope yeah. is now evaporating because Facebook. I've seen so much Facebook live stream shit lately. Anyhow, um, I the, the neighborhood I grew up in was a very uh, multi ethnic neighborhood. We had like some old old Florida houses this is in South Florida and Fort Lauderdale. Old Florida houses, uh, ho- apartment buildings that were like pretty serious slums in the nineteen seventies. All sorts of different things piled up against each other. It was a very um, very just mixed area. And as a little kid, I didn't go out into much because during the seventies, it was actually kind of dangerous. So my parents were like, you know, stay in the yard. Don't go outside. I was pretty, like turned me into kind of a shut in really. And, and now I'm a nerd. <laughs> Surprise. Um, you're growing up during the seventies. No, but I was in the, in the early eighties and during the seventies, it was dangerous to go in, outside. In the late oh, 70s, therefore, was, in the eighties, yeah. they and, were like, Hey, don't go outside. Okay. Yeah. There you go. And, sorry. Might've got confused. I was like, Whoa. So, so man, you looking good. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there was a there's this building that I'd never seen before. It was a multi-use community center, and it had this like conceptual architecture that was like being inserted into this low-income area. This architecture vaguely resembled kind of like brutalist, sort of dystopian look. It was uh, brick and poured concrete. They had dark copper copper-colored industrial pipes like all along the sides of it, um, and. Uh, like what would maybe be like businesses or classrooms in the front of it. And then to these, di- it was sort of a square building, but on these, on the, di- the sides were these diagonal passageways that were public restrooms. And, um, it was kind of like, it was square in the center, but it was kind of star, like almost like the shape of the, uh, the Spanish fort, the Castillo de San Marcos. Oh, I've been there. Um, there were, there was a, like lots of mixtures of African American and Caribbean cultures there. There were lots of kids older than me. Some of them were in jumpsuits and they were walking down the short corridor with these, with these copper pipes. And at the end was a room filled floor to ceiling with control panels, like, a, like the inside of a spaceship or something. So they're all, they're all running along. There's this clear door and then they're, they're, they're sealed in there. All of a sudden they're working on something. It, it seals shut. It's like, like there's an emergency. There's flashing lights. There's smoke and instructions. And, uh, like, I don't know what's going on. It's like they're doing some kind of a weird drill and they're practicing this, like, space control simulator all of a sudden at this community center and there's simulated explosions and there's bursts of red and yellow jelly beans or mike and ikes inside of this containment field because they, they screwed up but they're still being like but this explosion they want to keep it safe for kids but it's still like red and yellow is it the candy. wonka factory i don't <laughs> jumpsuits and and uh, copper pipes and like brick and mortar and all right so so um i it was, it was, uh, if I was four or five, like the Challenger explosion would have been around that time. So it was weird because I remember making the comment that it seemed unsettling for these kids to basically be living the Challenger explosion repeatedly, which presumably had just happened then. So it was, was it, was it a space school? Um, was it my school? Was I supposed to be going there? I wasn't sure what was going on, but I kind of knew that I was a time traveler. So, um, Walked back into one of the corridors, and there was a small arcade with only two cabinets. There was a 90s-style racing cabinet, so a little bit, bit too late, like maybe Daytona. And two guys came in and tried to steal it themselves, like a full <laughs> racing cabinet. Um, but they realized it was too heavy, so they stood guard while four other people came in and managed to lift it up and take it out. 
Um, then I went back to this fur- further back room from there, and it was it was a tiled wall, and it had for some reason this big open room. It wasn't a bathroom, but it had like trough urinals, like at a like an old sports ball arena. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen these the weird stainless steel mm-hmm. basins. Everybody just pees in, like it's oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing, like um, in a league of their own. I've never seen that, so maybe. It's Last time movie. I saw one of those troughs, it was in a kitchen. They get really mad when you pee in it <laughs> these days. <laughs> I was about to say, you sure? you sure it was a kitchen? It's like, oh yeah, they were mad when I peed in it. It's definitely a kitchen. <laughs> so, against the wall with the tiles was, um, and it kind of above the urinals actually, was uh, masking tape and photos of a timeline of the life of Donald Trump. <laughs> From his rise to uh, to prevalence to what would be the, pre- the present in the mid-80s, and it was ranking him from cool to loser. Um, and they, and, and then, then Donald Trump himself showed up and like, and witnessed this thing. It was like, and he was like, he was really upset about a, it. A, a era appropriate Donald yeah, Trump? Yeah, era okay, appropriate okay, Donald yeah. Trump. And I had the thought of like, I, maybe, maybe I could say something to him that would make him less of an asshole. <laughs> and like, I remember being like, hey, you're a smart kid. Why are you such a smart kid? Like, hey, smart kid. Like, I'm going to like, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking to you, smart kid. But I, I need go, some business advice. Go <laughs> so I thought, well, maybe 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 I can maybe you know maybe, maybe I can do something here. Maybe I can get all this sorted out. Um, but he drives away in a limousine, like like he's gonna come back. And then the uh, and he comes back with a box of Trump steaks. <laughs> um, I was at this. Uh, I go around the corner and there's just like uh, kind of like a window. It's like it's a it's like a lunch counter. It's run by uh, some Asians. Um, it's got random items like like cigarettes and pantyhose and this little like spin, spinning rack outside. Um, there's a Japanese woman working the counter, but she's eating a sandwich-sized bao, um, and a young Vietnamese boy in uh, very simple and mangled Japanese attempts to converse with her and ask if, if he can have a bao, and she she laughs at him, um, and and as like, were you asking to have some of this? And he's like, yes. So she teaches him the correct way to ask in Japanese. And then rewards him with a small piece of sandwich. But then there's a slightly older girl nearby him, and she asks if she could have some. And then the woman's like, "Oh no, what have I done? I, I've now now Giving I away these pieces. Now I have to feed all these children." And that's how the dream <laughs> ends. Huh? Yeah. Make of that what you will. Um, I I'm sorry, my retelling was a little bit sloppy at this point. Uh, it's been months and months and months since this happened to me. So this is me recounting from very scattershot notes. I think you need to, uh, you know, when you're having these, so you remember all the fine details, you need to, you know, mm-hmm. just record at the next possible time. You mean like data? Like, I think this was a very anti, anti liberal media dream. All the candy, uh, falling down suggests trickle down economics. <laughs> uh, the challenger, you're saying, you know, NASA was wasteful spending. There's a lot of money and they're just wasting it. Uh, you know, you're also saying <laughs> Donald Trump asking for advice and you're going to hook up with him later. You know, he seemed to be seemed to be a cool dude. You know, you have him on a rating of oh. cool to not cool. He was not a cool dude. He was not a cool dude. But he, was, he, was a very, he was a very desperate. Oh, no, no, he, he was not. That's why he was unhappy. Where was he rated cool? Uh, or is it just never well, I don't go recall up the, cool. the details of the chart. I just remember that this chart that was above the urinals in this like class space with urinals for some reason. It I was, was going to ask if it was yeah. flatlined. Then you have, you know, the uh, chart was just consistently uncool. Then you, yeah. Then you also dreamed, I don't remember the details of, the uh, of immigrants complaining about things. No, and uh, giving out free handouts. And oh no, now I got to feed people. So <laughs> you've betrayed yourself, sir. You've shown your true colors, and I'm ashamed to know you. 
Lame, Doug. I'm not the one who did the dream. I'm not the one who just dreamed about palling around with Donald Trump as a baby. <laughs> I'm confused as to why. He probably stole your iPhone. That's why he drove away. <laughs> I can't tell if you're fake upset or actually upset or why. The point The point of Trump being there, by the way, was an attempt to to make this a publicity stunt of being in this like low, lower income uh-huh. multicultural like community center like he was that was a, a, a photo opportunity for him hmm. and then he saw that he himself was being raided and was very upset so that i don't know make Take of that, that for what that's worth yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't i don't i did not appreciate him being in my dreams i certainly had better things to do did you give any advice or you didn't get a chance you'd have to meet up later I was mo- I I recall that I was mostly trying to figure out the best way to work that situation because <laughs> obviously it's tricky. When you acknowledge that you yourself are a time traveler and you have the opportunity to, manip- to manipulate the future, you don't want to make it worse. Mm-hmm. So there was a threat of that, I'm sure. Anyway, we got we got anything else, or are we getting the hell out of here? I mean, what's 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 going on? Um, recently I, uh, started watching the second season of Dark Matter, which I have talked about, it was probably almost a year ago now. Mm, probably, yeah. Um, but in my opinion, it's still one of the best sci-fi shows that's currently airing. Um, mm. uh, well, currently airing, but I mean that they're still making new episodes. I, I believe the second season is now over. Um, but in the new season, um, they changed the dynamics up of the crew a little bit. And they started to go into some really interesting sci-fi themes, like there's uh, some interdimensional travel. Uh, they're going into uh, similar things to what Next Generation tried to explore with Commander Data, and that their android is showing signs of sentience, and hmm. they're they're kind of going through that sort of a you know at what point is something alive, uh, but in a, a newer spin on it. And uh, it's it's a super super great show that I highly recommend to everyone. Uh, that's dark matter. It's airing on Sci-Fi. Um, definitely check it's it out. It's a good thing know, for Sci-Fi to have a great show. Yeah, because they don't they don't have many of those. Um, there's also Killjoys is pretty good. That one's also still airing. I haven't watched it a lot. Uh, I kind of left left it off somewhere in the first season and haven't gotten back to it. But uh, Dark Matter season one is for sure on Netflix, so that's real easy for people to to pick up and watch. The second season isn't on Netflix yet, but should be pretty soon. So. Seriously, watch that show. I'll see you in about five years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by then they might have more seasons, and you can just binge all of yeah, them. Yeah, be on once. season three by that point. Yeah, I'm, I'm so bad at watching shows in bulk. I'm so so bad. Mm. It's just I don't know. I, I don't want to get down that road. I don't want to get down the road. Media consumption. I got I got to produce media. It's hard. It's hard to consume media and produce media simultaneously. That's a very tricky thing. Never underestimate how tricky that is. Isn't that what Twitch streaming is? Uh, yes, it is. Consuming media and producing media at the same time? Yes. But I'm not doing that, so... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a, Maybe that's the answer for getting Cap up to speed on things. Like, oh, we're going to yeah, film you, Twitch, so watch... Twitch stream him watching yeah. Dark Matter. I would like to think that no one will want to consume that product, though. So what's the point of making such a product? 
Someone would. Well, at least you're there's get, YouTube videos. Of you're people getting just, two things done at once. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, you killing two birds with one stone. There's I mean, a whole there's in, a whole I fad mean, of people watching people eat online. One thing less because I'm multitasking it to death. You could just make a YouTube channel where you just eat things and people would watch it. Nobody being interested in it has never stopped a single yeah, Twitch never streamer. Stopped anything. Yeah, never. It ain't me, man. It I mean, me. nobody wants to watch most of the stuff that's on Twitch, but you know, it's still it's there. Just like, hey, what's on? You yeah. know. I don't know. I it's it's not for me, uh, and I don't I don't just mean doing it. I mean watching it as well. I I'm you don't have to watch it. You just do it. Just just start eating yeah. and put the camera on you, and then just like you can do, you can do all three. You can be eating while playing a game, and that's like triple productive. That's crazy. That's crazy levels. Yeah, stream it all. At this point, you'd be crazy not to do it. No, uh, it's not. It's not clicking. It's not connecting <laughs> with me. I don't, I don't know what it is. All right, I, I try. I don't know what it is. It's just some, something about it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I do. I do want. I do still want very much want to stream uh, me doing or Twitch stream me doing uh, the NES Willow game, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of setup involved in making that happen. So, yeah. <laughs> Why is there a lot of setup? Well, for me to make it so I can do it comfortably because it's an old Nintendo game. Yeah, and uh, and also then to block I mean, out I time can help you to out do with such that. Thing. We can do it in ten minutes. Great. I don't know when I can play the game, but great. <laughs> I just want you to know that the only hurdle to this doing this is yourself. I'm glad to hear it because I thought it was going to be more complicated. No, it's not 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 great. complicated at all. We can get it, we to, can get her done. I also need to buy a new NES or NES replacement of some kind because the current one is not so hot. That's not a hurdle. I know it's it's but it's you know I got to go to a store and I got to spend money uh, or go to your computer and buy one online. I mean, the smartest way to do an NES stream is to just do it in an emulator. Nah. And then, nah. if you want to make it super complicated by getting a console and, and doing it that way, then, you know, you're going to have a problem. Because then you need a capture card, uh, one that probably some sort of a I conversion. I don't from play like, video games on a computer. No, it's right out. I ain't doing it. That's because you're amateur. It's amateur hour over here with All this right. Guy. Well, this project is never happening. Uh, <laughs> you said it would take 10 minutes. And now it's like, nah, it's never happening. If you wanted to do it the normal way. With an emulator? Yeah. That's not normal. You're yeah. not playing. The no, normal way is playing it. The normal a, way a is a plastic cartridge yeah. inside a machine that you load like a VCR yeah. with, it, a con- with a controller. If you're a Twitch player boxy. doing that, uh, you're probably not going to see almost anybody doing that on Twitch. Well, that's why I'm unique. I'm a unique snowflake. Well, but you're refusing to do it, so we're back to square not, one again. I'm not yeah, refusing it's to do not it. Happening. I just haven't made the time to do it's, it. It's over. It's not going to happen. You're telling me, first you were like, it can happen, now you're like, it can't happen. I know you, it was within the parameters of streaming from an emulator, like some anybody, anybody can do that. I'm not anybody, I'm me, and I stream from a Nintendo Entertainment System, or a reasonable facsimile thereof. <laughs> well, I'm not going to help you with that one, so good luck. And he's just, you're just being prejudiced now. <laughs> You're like, what is this? A, ball- a ballpoint pen? Gross. Give me a stylus or my finger. Disgusting. <laughs> Your analog technology makes me sick. Yeah, basically. I mean, that's that's my attitude with life in general. Mm-mm. Have you ever talked to me about uh, records? Don't don't even bring those up. <laughs> I won't. Don't even bring those <laughs> up around me. Well, hey, uh, John West, you're in good company with him. He's, he's fucking furious about it. About records? About records. He, why uh, why he, is he furious sa- about same re- records? Same reason you are. You, you, oh, because they're dumb. Yeah, you, you don't. 
you don't believe in the uh, the uh, the audio quality of the records, and I understand that that uh, that lossless formats like AUG uh, and FLAC make sure that you uh, you know there's no need for the for vinyl, and there's many imperfections to vinyl. I understand the argument, but uh, but I still like them, so that's my argument. Even Mark has started to backpedal on on his love of records. I mean, he still loves them, but he has admitted that audio can be just as good or better not on vinyl when i was pretty uh i was pretty taken aback by that and i thought man well you can't argue with the science of it i never thought he would uh concede on that Hmm. only a matter of time before technology just catches up i mean in my opinion you can replicate that warm sound by just putting a filter on your digital audio give you the same effect but I said you shouldn't talk to me about uh, records, and, and here, here we, we are. are. No thanks. Well, let's let's play a record, and by a record I mean a single, and by a single I mean a, a single. Yeah, a song. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new track from uh, by Mrs. Paintbrush, aka Jackson, of the uh, amazing weird rap group Grand Buffet, who uh, predated Nerdcore by many years and are, are not not really of that genre, but in many ways were a factor in creating that genre. Uh, he's got a new single out. He, re- he releases something for his birthday every year in September, and so this year we got a track called Piano Man Jr. You can hear all kinds of Miss Paintbrush tracks, including some some weird, rare stuff it's on Nerdy FM. It's a man that does Mrs. Paintbrush? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like Twisted Sister. And does it air after or before Picture Page? It sounds kind of like a like a like an old show you would watch, you well, know, Mrs. Paintbrush. It's like well, let's watch Mrs. Paintbrush. It's like MS Paintbrush, like, <laughs> but it's uh, Miss. Oh, okay, got it. Nice. <laughs> there you go. And now we understand things. <laughs> MS Paint Twitch stream. <laughs> that has to happen. I'm sure someone's done it. I'm sure someone does, is doing it right this very minute. I'm going to look it up. But if Cap does it, it'll be like with a webcam pointing at the TV. <laughs> the TV. <laughs> with an old SNES. Yeah, Mario Paint Stream. That's not uncommon. People do that. <laughs> In emulators. What kind of asshole is using the, the, the <laughs> Nintendo mouse and mouse pad? It's, uh, it's bullshit. Ski free. <laughs> bullshit. You got to ski free Twitch. Minesweeper Twitch. Minesweep. Well, that's tension. <laughs> anyway, fuck this shit. Here's uh, here's Piano Man Jr. by Mrs. Paintbrush. You can hear more of his tracks uh, on Nerdy FM, our nerd music radio station online, or on your app store. Shit can in the kickstand, grown women and men can't be leaning on lightweight life coach, upright CIA and old kept close. Just in case inspiration strikes, Billy Joel out of control uh, until the night. Tough guy in a huff, handcuffed to a hubcap, chained up to a rusted out Catholic school bus wheel well. The catalytic converter was spurting, the deal fell through. You poppy seed mop in the piss test, you French kissed the dead dog's dick and did sex. With a six foot stack of blue, black, paleozoic insects, take two steps back, I attract opposites, venomous opera hits. William Martin, Joel's pock, apocalypse, fire, arsenic, lit, rhyme, misanthropic, trip, 
Sacks, Kipper Sacks in the Tropical Doctors Kit. for listening to the Nerdy Show. I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> if you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audio Boom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. As listeners to support entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or finding the network via Patreon. Sounds Fucking like, it. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like a young Galdap. <laughs> This is uh, <laughs> 80s Wall Street Galdap. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, hookers, blow, episodes, and images from across the network. There's even more perks available. Just at the patreon.com slash nerdy show. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> to find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other nerdy show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. Why not? We'll, we'll endorse your product and... Um, and then we'll uh, we'll use the, the money to we'll get it from the ATM machine, the automated teller machine, and we'll we'll roll it up and we'll snort cocaine off of a mirror, off or, of the dot matrix printer, off of a dot, <laughs> off of a dot matrix printer, itself, the finest money can buy. Uh, for more podcast articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com and be sure to follow Nerdy Show on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, they've got it covered. Uh, now I believe you owe me ooh, about uh, three hundred fifty dollars. That's when you hear the door close, footsteps running, the car starts and drives away. <laughs> what the fuck was this? This weird-ass episode we recorded. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 